Hello, and welcome to the Organizing for Change podcast. The goal of this podcast is to equip coalitions, organizations, and individuals to bring change to their communities. The host of the Organizing for Change podcast is the coalition coordinator for Avon, Massachusetts, Amanda Decker. Thank you for listening. Welcome to episode 13 of the Organizing for Change podcast, where our goal is to equip coalitions, organizations, and individuals to bring change to their community. So we wanted to start the year off talking about vision and mission. It's so important to evaluate where you're at as a coalition or organization, make sure that you have a clear mission and vision statement and you're on the right path to accomplishing it. So the following is from a training that we gave to a group of about 25 area coalition leaders and we thought we would share part of it with all of you. As always, we'll post the links for things that we talk about in the show um, on our show notes for you. We hope 2018 is a fantastic year for you, your organization or coalition, and that you make many strides in accomplishing your mission. If you find today's episode helpful, please consider sharing with a coalition member, colleague, or a friend. Thank you so much for all of your support. Today we're going to be talking about vision and mission and why that's so important to coalitions. And I've invited Ed Rand, who is the producer for the show, to get on here with us. And he also has another role as the youth liaison for ACES. So he has a lot of experience in coalition work and working with youth. So welcome, Ed. Yeah, thanks. This is my second podcast. I was on the very first one. One year later, I'm back. Absolutely true. Number 13. That's true. A whole year, which I can't believe. And thank you for everybody listening and supporting out there. It's really amazing to see an idea that we had take off and we couldn't do that without all the support from all of you. So today we're going to be going just a little bit different than what we normally do. We're going to be walking you through just what is a vision and a mission statement why it's important to create a vision and mission statement, and how do you improve or create a vision and mission statement. And a lot of these materials were taken from something called the Community Toolbox, which we use a lot, and we can link in the show notes to an episode that we had with the creators of the Toolbox in case people want to know more about the Toolbox and just other ways that they can improve the health of their coalition and just the overall idea of what they're trying to do. So we can definitely do that. So today, I was thinking a little bit about how many people know what their coalition's vision and mission statement are, and even our own. I was thinking if we put all the members around our table into a room uh, separate and we asked them to write down our coalition's mission and vision statement, or even some of our youth members, how well do you think they'd do? Um, I think, I think we would not be too proud of that. (laughs) That's hard though. That's a hard question, you know? Yeah. So in thinking about this, um, I wrote down as just something over our next few coalition meetings, we want to make sure that people actually know what our vision and mission statement are and exactly why. And I think one of the reasons people don't remember their vision and mission statements is because it's kind of like a piece of paper that you just give to everybody every month you put it on the agenda somewhere but it's not something that you really focus on and I don't think people know a lot 
behind it all the why of why it's even important to have that. And so for us, it was a real wake up call for me anyway, just to see how many people in the room around our table didn't know what we were trying to do. So we've come up with a really great um, just set of ideas of be able to, how to be able to change that and um, make that better over the next year. So anyway, um, if we had to imagine your coalition out there doing this, I'm sure that you would probably have some of the same, uh, I don't know. So we're going to be walking through what the difference between vision and mission statements are, and then we're going to talk about ways to communicate that with your coalition. So your vision statement is really your dream. It's what your coalition believes are the ideal conditions for your community, how things would look if the issue important to you were completely perfectly addressed. It might be a world without war or a community in which all people are treated as equals, regardless of gender or racial background. So whatever your coalition's dream is, it may be well articulated by one or more vision statements. Vision statements are really short phrases or sentences that convey your community's hopes for the future. And something that I was able to do at our last meeting was kind of to paint a picture of the world that um, it would look like for our coalition if there were no youth using drugs. So essentially, I kind of walked it back to some of the kids that you work with right now and just thought about what would it look like 10 years from now if they walked into our office and told us kind of what they were going through. And for me, it would really be them walking in and saying, you know, I never used drugs and alcohol when I was in middle school or high school or even in college. I went to ACES youth group on a regular basis. I learned all about substance use prevention. I learned about different strategies and policies and just really made a great group of friends. That's kind of, you know, the bottom line is I made a great group of friends who are all choosing to make the same decisions and we all decided that we weren't going to use drugs and alcohol. And when those substances were offered to us in high school, I felt really supported as a young person because my peers were right there to say, hey, no, you know, remember we're all in ACEs together and that's something we don't want to do. And I thought about what that young person would say about their parents. You know, my parents or guardian told me about the importance of staying away from drugs and alcohol and why that was so valuable. And my community leaders, you know, for us, we do a lot of different support ideas um, throughout the community. For instance, we color the whole entire town red um, every October just to demonstrate that our community really believes in young people making healthy choices and not using drugs and alcohol. So that young person would say, you know, I saw all the red ribbons all over town and everyone wearing red and I just felt like my decision was supported. But just basically that young person would tell all the different reasons why and they would be linked back to things that we as a coalition specifically did and that's kind of what my vision is when I when I see that but how to boil that down into um, a statement and I don't know if you see that the same way but yeah that would be great I, I like the idea of of the entire community supporting young people and, and making good decisions regarding drugs and alcohol but also other areas of life absolutely um, so from what we know from the toolbox, the characteristics that most vision statements have in common, in general, um, these vision statements should be understood and shared by members of the community. So I know that around our table, that the people around our table share the dream of a drug-free community for youth. It's broad enough to include a diverse variety of local perspectives. It's inspiring and uplifting to everyone involved in our effort. I know just talking about this really produces a lot of passion in the people around our table and easy to communicate. 
So my whole entire story wasn't easy to communicate, but when we boil it down to our vision statement, it should be generally short enough to fit on a t-shirt, just because people aren't really going to remember it if it's not short and simple. So I pulled together some of the examples that vision statements that meet that criteria that I just went over, and some of them are caring communities, healthy children, drug-free youth, which is our vision statement, access to treatment for all, safe streets, safe neighborhoods, every house a home, education for all. Basically, vision is a picture of the future that produces passion. And I thought, if your vision doesn't produce any passion, you really should retool it. And again, going back to just many people have that written down on their agenda or they just know this is something that we have to do, but it doesn't, when you say it, it doesn't really uh, create a response or evoke a response from the coalition. And um, I would run your vision statement by them, bring it back out if you think it's not something that people can remember, and if you think that it's something that really doesn't produce any passion. And I also would run, if you're working in a coalition, run these ideas by young people. Um, They're a big part of what we do in the coalition field, and they would give you some great input as well to make sure that your vision and mission statement really do fit what you're trying to do. Uh, Second piece is what's a mission statement. So I hear this a lot of times in coalitions where people will say, isn't it all the same thing? And as we know uh, from all our learning, it's not. Um, This is where developing a mission statement, it's the next step in action planning process comes in to take your vision and ground it in practical terms. So a coalition's mission statement describes what the group is going to do and why it's going to do. For example, promoting care and caring at the end of life through coalitions and advocacy. They're similar to vision statements in that they look at the big picture, but they're more concrete and they're definitely more action oriented. So I was thinking kind of about what our mission statement is. And we really do four things at ACES. We work with youth on public policy and we work on public speaking. We work on youth leadership development and we work on substance use Uh, disorder education for the kids. So those four things are really what we do as a coalition in order to accomplish our vision. Sure. So for public policy in our coalition, we've done a lot of work around educating people as to how policies change and how they're implemented in our communities. We brought in a lot of different speakers to talk about just our landscape for marijuana and what that looks like. We've brought our law enforcement and um, our health officials to different trainings that we've helped to create and host for our county just to explain exactly what the laws are and how to go about making sure that those laws are best uh, suited for our community and making sure that youth don't get access to drugs and alcohol. So we've passed a number of different policies in our community, even little ones such as some school policies around what happens to a young person um, who is involved in sports and wants to go and talk to their counselor about the fact that maybe they were using drugs or alcohol. In the past, what's happened is that person could automatically be penalized and lose opportunity to play games and things like that. But now uh, the first thing that we do is make sure that young person gets treatment because it's really a big deal if a young person is risking coming out and telling somebody that they need help. So we've educated our community on a number of different policies and kind of helped as a group to just go through the policies in our community 
that would uh, need to be strengthened or changed in some manner to best serve young people and making sure that they stay away from drugs and alcohol. And Ed, I know you've done a lot with youth leadership. If you want to talk about youth leadership and just the different strategies and initiatives we have as a coalition to help youth uh, become great leaders. Yeah, uh, peer leadership is a big tenant of uh, the ACES program. Uh, We target young leaders who are making good decisions, who want to be role models um, in their school and in their community and display leadership uh, in other areas of the school as well as being in ACES. Um, We do trainings. We go to to different field trips to different trainings and conferences put on, which help the kids develop uh, different skills in in different areas of leadership. Um, And then we have our our big uh, year-long project uh, of SALSA, which is Students Advocating Life Without Substance Abuse. And those are a group of high school students who not only have pledged to abstain from using drugs and alcohol, but also have pledged to be leaders in their school. And uh, part of that is that they go to the elementary school in the spring and they present to the fifth and sixth grade classes uh, a a risky behaviors skits, showing kids how they can uh, be ready when when they are peer pressured to use drugs and alcohol, uh, teaching them uh, some of the reasons that they might have for why they would say no in those circumstances, and then also uh, helping those young people, uh, those fifth and sixth grade students, uh, recognize what their goals are and how making bad decisions with drugs and alcohol and making bad decisions in other areas of life um, might hinder them from reaching those goals. And uh, so so then it gives those fifth and sixth grade students. Uh, some role models, some high school students that when they hear people saying, oh, all high school kids use drugs and alcohol, they know, no, I know kids that don't. And then the the flip side is those high schoolers think they're being role models, but also uh, those high schoolers are being role models, but but not only do they are they being role models, it also reinforces for them that there mm-hmm. are people who look to me for how I should be, how I should be acting. Um, so it, it reinforces that you are a role model to these younger kids at the same time. So it's really good for the fifth and sixth grade students, but it's also really good for the high school students. Absolutely. And the other two areas we focus on is uh, public speaking. So we really want young people and our coalition members alike to be able to communicate what we're trying to do as a coalition and empower them to have the right tools to be able to reach out to other community members. And so for the young people, they receive training in public speaking, and they've been able to present to different uh, groups like the boards of selectmen or boards of health, different places like that, to really be able to talk about what it is that they're doing um, as a coalition and reasons why people should get involved. And we've also provided a lot of training for our coalition members to be able to do the same. And I know that's something that we're heavily focusing on in the next couple of months as well. The last thing that we do for our mission is we educate people about substance use disorder. What is it? And what are the different drug trends that are out there? So making sure that the information about drugs and alcohol is current and relevant and that people really understand what's going on. So we've done a lot around just new trends such as vaping. Mm -hmm. Um, We've done a lot of Uh, training around what the whole marijuana field looks like and why is it important for young people to wait until they're older and not use any substances. Um, We've worked really hard on just 
helping people understand the teen brain, things like that, and um, other coalition members as well, just using their expertise. So we have many great different coalition members and having them come and present to the rest of their peers. Because to be honest, if you're not directly involved in that field on a regular basis, it's not like you're going to know all this information. You might assume everybody knows these different things, but they really don't. And it's important to pull that group of people together to share information across the sectors. So just in talking about that, your mission statement really should be concise. It should be not as short as a vision statement, but it should generally get your point across in one statement. And it should be outcome oriented. So it should explain fundamental outcomes that your coalition's working to achieve. Also, it should be inclusive. So we do make some statements about the group's key goals, but it's very important that you do so broadly because you don't want to pigeon-toe yourself in and make sure that you're limited and you're not able to just address something um, that needs to be. You don't want to limit it so that other sectors of the community might not become involved in your project. And I've seen that happen where people make their mission statement so limited that they exclude other different groups that really might be able to help them. Um, we're going to list in our show notes just some examples by what we mean by effective mission statements, but I'll read you a few of them. One is promoting child health and development through comprehensive family and community initiative. A second one, to create a thriving African-American community through development of jobs, education, housing, and cultural pride. Another one, develop a safe and healthy neighborhood through collaborative planning, community action, and policy advocacy. And you really hear that through, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and I looked at the mission of the community toolbox. Theirs is promoting community health and development by connecting people, ideas, and resources. So you really get the understanding of exactly how they're going to accomplish um, what it is they're setting out to do. I love also that there's this great uh, comparison chart that really explains the difference in just a chart format, and we can include that in the show notes as well. It's a great tool to just be able to hand out to your coalition members so that they get the idea of what the difference between vision and mission statements are. But basically, um, a coalition's mission statement describes what the group is going to do and why it's going to do that. And your vision statement should inspire people to dream. Um, your mission statement should actually inspire them to action. So the vision statement is just, wow, what would the world look like if the kids were not using drugs and alcohol? And the mission statement is, wow, I can be a part of that and do something about it. So I was just looking about the different reasons why it's important to create a vision and mission statement. I just wanted to get your thoughts. Why do you think it's important to do this at all? Well, it keeps everybody on the same page and pointed in the same direction. And, uh, you know, once everybody has the, the mission and the vision and they're unified in that, then you can really go forward together. Like a lot of problems that happen with big coalitions is everybody comes to the table with their own ideas and agendas. Mm -hmm. And you really need to get everybody on the same page if you're going to make some real change in your community. Absolutely. And I've seen people that, you know, don't kind of get the why they exist or the why they're here. And I think it's so important to go over your... Uh, mission statement. Like, for instance, I know a lot of people know Mary Kay Cosmetics. I'm sure you don't, but I do. Um, and I was just thinking about the reason why they were created. And at first, you'd think the reason why you create a cosmetics company is to help women look more beautiful or, 
you know, something like that. But when you read through all their materials, it really is about empowering women. So they started their group really to provide women with jobs and the ability to go out there and empower women. And um, I also was listening to uh, another group of folks and they were talking about one of the paving companies we have in town. And I really thought that their mission statement would be something about, you know, we're here to provide excellent paving for the community of Avon, but that's not what it was at all. Um, they talked a little bit about the reason is behind their company was to provide jobs for people in this area, and paving was the way that they went about and did that. And I think it's just really important to go back to the why, the why you exist, and, um, you know, because, again, I heard this really interesting uh piece they were saying if the paving industry just went up today which I don't anticipate that happening anytime soon but the why behind it would not change they still would say the why behind it is providing jobs and they do something else so for instance right now in our coalition we're really focusing on the three drugs that kids are using in our community which are alcohol tobacco and marijuana but should that change our mission's not going to change we're still going to be uh, working on making sure kids aren't using substances um and you know if there's a new drug trend in there we wouldn't say oh we're not going to pay attention to that because we're working on these three other drugs we would change as the youth changer as our data changes really um but the why behind it providing kids with a drug-free you know community is not going to change um i also thought about just kind of brainstorming for your group too what your coalition's specialty is and I've worked with a lot of different coalitions and they all look a little bit different. So for instance, we have not too far from here, another coalition, and they really work on just helping bridge the gaps between people who uh, need treatment and just the resources that are out there uh, for that person to know about it. And they bring everyone to the table to really talk about filling in that gap and getting information and education out to people. Um, but I think it's so important that people sit down and ask the people around the table, like, why you're here and what is it specifically that we're here to do? Because you really can't be everything to everyone. And I've seen coalitions really get lost because they, you know, find out about a new stream of funding and they think, oh, well, we're just going to tweak everything that we do because we need funding. And if you continually just change what it is that you're doing, you'll lose the people around the table that were there for something different in the first place. So I was just, I wrote down a list kind of that I had about the reasons why it's so important. Um, and we went over some of these already. One is that these statements really help your coalition to focus on what's really important. Uh, the second one is that these statements let other individuals and coalitions have a snapshot view of who your group is and what it wants to do. And also, as you just said, Ed, these statements are helpful in having members who are focused and bound together in a common purpose. So some other reasons that people develop vision and mission statements is that they want to draw people or bring people to their work. You know, you want to get a bunch more people to help you in what you're doing. Uh, another one is that they give hope for a better future or that they give inspiration to community members to realize their dreams through positive and effective action. So now that we kind of have an overview of the why it's so important, a lot of people say, oh, that's great, but how do I do that with my coalition? I mean, that sounds good, but how do we actually do that? Um, so I would say if your group already has these, I would pull them out for your meeting in the future and have everyone at least look through them. 
and really just go through them in light of the criteria that we just discussed. So just to be able to ask if they're clear and concise, if people understand what it is that you're trying to do. And I found this activity really interesting because sometimes you'll get people around the table that say, wow, I didn't know that's what we were out here doing. Um, they're just shocked and they wonder if they're still supposed to be here. And I've seen other coalitions that get really excited because they really say, hey, we all believed in this. We just never saw it put on paper. Um, and we're glad this is really what we're supposed to do. So the first thing that I would do is I would go out there and learn what's important to people in our community. So when we were developing mission and vision statements here, we went out to the community and we asked a lot of people, um, just what are the issues that you care about? And in Avon, it was a really, um, really evident that people cared about making sure that young people weren't using drugs and alcohol. Um, and we went out there and we kind of defined that issue. So we went and we did a bunch of different things. We did some listening forums or listening sessions. We held some town hall meetings where we brought people together just to hear about what they thought was important to them. And we helped uh, kind of facilitate the conversation and guide the conversation so that everyone got a chance to really talk. We've also done some focus groups, especially with our youth. So every year we bring in different youth just to make sure that they still understand what we're trying to do and they understand how they are a part of that. It's not the adults and the kids, it's all of us together. And a lot of our work really is guided by what they come up with in those focus groups and their ideas. Um, they're very similar to public forums and listening sessions, but they're a lot smaller. So we usually, when we do them, we have maybe eight to 10 kids that we bring in a room at a time and we have somebody neutral just be able to talk to them and get that information. But you might choose to hold focus groups with different groups of people um, just kind of to get different perspectives in your community. So like if your community is involved in, I don't know, child health, you might have one focus group with healthcare providers or another with parents and children um, or with just teachers, but once you have kind of a rough mission statement, you can use that focus group to test these ideas out. And we've done that. We also have done uh, key informant interviews. So we've gone out and just had coffees with a lot of different people in our community. Um, people in leadership, service positions, we've had our local politicians, our school administrators. Uh, can you think of anybody else that we've had one-on-ones with? The, the kids, but kids and parents are the two that come to mind for me most. Yeah, just I was thinking like of our like library director, police chief, you know, just different oh, coalition people. members. Yeah, or just people out in the community. Um, like we've interviewed some of the people on the police force, things mm -hmm. like that, uh, just to get their different viewpoints and where they're at. Um, and basically, spending time with them helps helps you um, when you go back to having your coalition meetings and pulling that mission and vision statements out. Just that little small group might think whatever it is is clear but when you start bringing that out into the community and they say I don't know what you're talking about or I don't understand this you know it shows you where you really need to tweak and I think it's important uh, to decide what to ask so if you ask the right questions when you go out and you have these one-on-ones or um, town meetings as a whole or even your focus groups I kind of put together a list of some of the questions that I ask people um, one of them we just asked people, what's your dream for our community? If Avon was the perfect community for you, what would that look like? And I asked people, what would they like to see change? Um, when we asked the kids, we say, what kind of community or what kind of school do you want to create? What do you want this school to look like? 
Um, what do you see as your community's major issues or problems? It's so interesting because you definitely get a theme after you start asking these questions. Um, we ask everyone what do they see as the community's major strengths and their assets, and what do they think the purpose of the coalition or effort should be. And doesn't mean that we always change everything because people have different ideas, but it's really important to at least get their input um, on this. And I ask people, what does success look like? If we did everything right, what is that? What would success look like? Um, pulling back all these things together and having all this community feedback, then you can really decide on the general focus of your coalition with your group. So go through all that data, look at what was the most important topic to your coalition, and second is what level will your coalition work at? So we had to really narrow this down to what exactly can we do? And for us, it really is working with our youth, um, grade seven to 12 in the school that we're in. So we're in a little small middle high school and people will always ask, you know, why don't you do X, Y, Z? But for us, we found that the most impact that we can have as a coalition is to work directly with these uh, groups of kids and to be able to create policies and things in the community that affect that group um, instead of doing everything for everyone. But maybe your coalition will begin in a school or maybe you'll just tackle on one neighborhood or maybe a city or maybe you'll be even broader. So I've worked with some coalitions that are doing a state project when it comes to talking about marijuana and youth. Um, but really just define what that is and um, take the input from your coalition and from your community and just draw out exactly what it is that you're going to do. I also think, you know, if you're going to be looking for money, so I know for people who are looking for a drug-free communities money, which were um, a grantee, a drug-free communities grantee, there are specific things that the funder is looking for to say that you're going to do. So for instance, for us, you have to put in there that you're going to reduce use substance use. That has to be a part of what you're doing. Um, and then to develop those vision and mission statements, now that you have a clear understanding of what you'll do and why, you're in a great position to develop statements that capture your ideas. And I said, you know, just remember to keep those statements broad and enduring. So vision and mission statements that are wide in scope, they allow for a sense of continuity with community history, traditions, and broad purposes. So vision and mission statements that are built to last also guide efforts both today and tomorrow. And that's going back to what I said, you know, the drugs might change, but what we're doing is not gonna change. Um, these are kind of just my little ideas behind it all and kind of what we're attempting to do. Um, but I'm interested in anything, any feedback that people out there are, you know, who are listening to this, um, just ideas that you have are better ways to, uh, help with your vision and mission statement. You can put them in the comments on our, um, our Facebook page and we'll link that too in the show notes, or you can just send us an email and we'll put that up as well and let us know if this has been helpful to you or maybe you have other ideas of just different topics that you would love to hear somebody talk about or maybe you know somebody that would love to talk about uh, a topic. We're definitely open to that and we're always looking for uh, new speakers and new ideas to be able to share with each other and just help people to make their coalitions the absolute best that they can be. For more information from today's podcast, check out our show notes. There you can find our contact information, social media, and website. Please get in touch with us if you have any comments or questions. 
And if you like today's podcast, please share it with your friends. Thanks for listening.